Well, thanks for listening to Seal City SD. I'm Nick McCann. I'm joined by Seals Jagga. Hey, it's been a while. It has. It's been too long. We're also joined by Andy Keats. What up? Hey. Well, there's been a lot. A lot's happened this summer. We're going into season two, and the Seals have been active. They did not fold. They did not. They've fold. survived the first season. Yeah. Joe Sy is buying, or you know, he's taking control of massive franchises all over the globe, and. <laughs> He's had a he's had a good summer, but uh, we're gonna focus on the seals here. So I would say, would you would you agree that the Joe Sai talk on a national level is far ahead of where it was a year or a year and two years ago? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the New Jersey Nets had a big summer, and you know he's he's the man now. <laughs> I mean, we're peak Sai because I don't think anyone yeah. knew who he was. I mean, he was a minority owner of the Nets, but nobody really knew him. Right. Nobody yeah. knows the minority owner. It like keeps getting brought up as like a subtle reason that Durant and Irving went there. The Alibaba guy. Yeah. That's what they always call him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, it's good. they've got this marketing plan for to make them huge in China. And they always say, like, well, Durant, you know Durant's into tech. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, yeah, he's got, like, a little PC in, firm. Yeah, he he has a friend who probably is into tech or something. I, I think it's funny that he now owns one of the most valuable sports properties, like, in the country. And also and, the SEALs. Well, <laughs> all, all he tweets about is pick up basketball games and, and like, lacrosse, the whip snakes in yeah. the PLL and, like... Yeah. He, he couldn't care less about the Nets, it seems like. He, he does not seem too concerned about the Nets. Yeah, his, his Twitter feed is not a lot of like Kyrie Irving summer league stuff. Well, it's a side project that gets the, the attention it deserves. It's, he's a SEALs <laughs> guy. Right. <laughs> well, you know, the, the biggest thing, I mean, the first thing that we should probably talk about is that, you know, Austin Stotts will be back and he signed a three-year extension. Do we know if he's going to start the season with his ACL recovery? I don't know that we know that, but we do know that the World Indoor Lacrosse Championships are happening right now, and he is not playing in them, which I presumed to be related to his knee. Right. Yeah. His brother's playing right. for Iroquois Nation. Yes, and as as are many other great players in the league, you'd think he would be there if he was if he was fully healthy. He's played in the past. I right. Yeah. At the same time, though, he was working youth camps and stuff this mm-hmm. su- this summer. The SEALs kept him around all year, so... He's clearly on the payroll of some kind. and Yeah. It's not like he's not walking and running and stuff. Yeah. I think he'll be back, if not to start the year early in the year, yeah. just just judging from what, know, what reading did he the have? tea leaves. Torn ACL? Torn ACL. Torn ACL. I mean, it's a straightforward we're way recovery. past where, what it usually takes to recover from that. So Yeah. Look, guys, I had I had ACL surgery when I was 20, and it was in December, and I was, I was back lugging uh, textbooks around a college campus like six months later so, yeah, <laughs> so like, i see no reason he can't come back then. What, what were the circumstances around your acl tear uh i i tore it twice the second time i i twisted it playing football okay yeah nice so all right good <laughs> recovery was okay though it was i mean when you're that young it's faster yeah you know, so <laughs> he's very young too yeah he is yeah um okay well so we had we got uh stats signed signed long term right. long term relative to how nll contracts work and then there were a series of additions and uh, subtractions. I think we should probably lead with the biggest of those additions was Wes Berg, yeah. right? Um, Berg did not play in the NLL last year at all. Uh, when he last played, though, he was one of the best players in the league. He sat out last year, I guess, in a contract dispute. Yeah, held out all year. Um, I, was, I was talking to Nick before we started recording, but... 
I went back and read all of the holdout articles about it, yeah. and when you read them, it's as if Dane Doby doesn't even exist. Yes. Like, Dane Doby was a, a supporting role before then. Curtis Dixon and, and Wes Berg were the stars that scored all the points for the team. Right. And so to, after reading that, it made me think, like, oh, my God, we're getting we're getting Dane Doby, basically. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so to any new listeners, Dane Doby was our, is our arch enemy. But also the, defending MVP of the league. Yes, yeah. defending MVP of the league cha- and the championship winning yeah. Calgary Roughnecks. Maybe maybe they just have a, a system that produces stars like that. Oh, God. He, you're, are you saying he might be a system guy? I, I, hey, he's a lot of things. <laughs> but uh, we'll get into that later when he's dunking on us every time. <laughs> Yeah. So, but I think it's the, there were some losses. Some some of the names that the folks who paid attention last year came to know have left. But I think it's fair to say that there was no player on the team um, after Stotts who was as good as Westberg last year. What? So the, there's a substantial upgrade in our uh, second scoring option, and I think he he seems to be good enough from you know everything I've gathered. That it, it's like one A one B with him and Austin Stotts. So is that going to create a big problem for defenses where they're just they're going to have to double two guys? Is, is that how it generally works with? Well, I think yeah. I mean, I think we saw last year after Stotts got off yeah. his hot start that defenses focused all of their attention on him. I think it, that will be harder now. Yeah. Well, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Stotts is a lefty. Yes. Berg is a righty. Right. Uh, so like that provides some balance, I'm guessing, on the field. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I think you know that that counts as a, a big upgrade. I think all equal seals look better on paper than they did last year. Now, uh, some of those subtractions: Dan Dawson, who was uh, arguably the the second star of the team. Yes, so and certainly like a, a fan favorite. I think that they were calling him Dangerous Dan. Woodsy was calling him that. Um, and so, so he has left. I don't believe he has signed with anyone. I don't know if he has officially he is. retired. He is. No, no, he's on a team. I oh, think he's, he's on, on Rochester, or Long Island, one of the two. Okay, so he's, he's playing in New York, close back to, home. to East Coast. Gotcha. Uh, so Dan Dawson's gone. Garrett Billings also uh, is is no more. And now Garrett Billings ended up putting up a lot of points for the Seals mm-hmm. last year, but he was one of these guys who was on the 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 you know the narrative of the team last year was young guys and old guys that were refinding their career billings was one of the older guys um and so he is off the team turner evans who was kind of like a glue guy another player on the uh offensive he, he was a, a forward um was not among the the team leaders in points but he played a lot and he's gone and connor kelly who was um a he was a rookie that they seemed to have some high expectations for uh, or at least it seemed that way from the outside, but then they left him unprotected in the expansion draft, and he was taken in that expansion draft, so he's gone. So he's the one that was injured for most of the year, right? And then yeah. they stuck him on the field. Mm-hmm. He won Rookie of the Week, I think, or he won some award, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, so and then just could never, never match that game again. Yes, I think. And it, there was like talk on whether he could properly adjust from outdoor to indoor and whether he had the skills for it yeah they had two rookies last year that were high picks who were transitioning from the field game connor fields and connor kelly um and it looks like they basically pulled the plug on one of those experiments with connor kelly and they and connor fields is still around so they've they've, and fields was much better i mean certainly better eh, i mean we watched we watched kelly on the field and it seemed like he didn't sometimes it seemed like he didn't really know what he was doing he dropped a lot of passes i remember yeah it was it, it just it didn't look as natural. It, it was clear that he was transitioning from the field game. So, 
uh, he's gone. And then in addition to Berg, they they have uh, some other new additions as well. Um, they they swung a trade on draft day um, for two veterans from Colorado. One was Zach Greer, who had retired before last season. I have not heard whether he officially has decided to come out of retirement. Um, I mean, so they, they basically said he is, right? Because his brother is the defensive coordinator. coordinator co- right. Coach. There's been a lot of like the Greer brothers are yeah. reunited type thing. So you could trade for somebody who's you could trade for somebody's rights where if they do come out of retirement, you'd get. Well, so he yeah. formally the team formally activated him. Okay. I think so that they could trade right. him. Okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, so Zach Greer and he um, he, he is. You know, as as you'd expect from somebody who had retired last year, he's he's been around for a while, but had you know, uh, I think I looked recently. It was as of a, a few years ago, he was still scoring quite a few points. And uh, Jeremy Noble was another another forward who they picked up. So that's two more offensive additions to go along with Westberg. So well, can, and Greer, I mean, as recently as two seasons ago, was an assistant captain on, yeah. the, on the Mammoth. So, I mean, it's he's not nothing. No, 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 not at all. I expect both of those guys to play a lot. Yeah. Just, I mean, just in terms of the four guys I mentioned leaving are all forwards, too. So there's minutes to go around, and I, th- I think those guys will step in and play a lot. So could we make the deduction that, like, this, they could just, they could be going away from focusing on player development and just wanting to have you know, proven guys more, more I mean, because, they, because they always the have to, right? I mean, there's the turnover, yeah. right? I, the, like, yeah, we've talked, like I've, I've tried to figure out how the salary structures work in NLL. And the, the most I can gather is that there's a salary cap and the salary cap went up 50% after the strike. Mm-hmm. Other than that, but, but I mean, any, any team that has a salary cap, like you need young guys that don't make a lot of money to counteract the veterans. I mean, Westberg held out for a whole year. Like he's not getting paid nothing. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he's the highest paid player on the team going Mm -hmm. into the season. So, I think the other thing you can safely say is like, there is a lot of player movement in this league in general, which I think makes that sort of player development, a tricky proposition. You know, if you're going to sit on a guy for two years and bring him along slowly, when a, you know, average tenure may only be two years. Um, I think that's difficult. And, uh, you know, they had a lot of drafts, uh, draft picks in the first year draft during their expansion year. So Connor Fields, we mentioned earlier, is still on the team. Connor uh, Kiernan had also was was also a first round pick that year. He's still on the team as a forward. And then Austin Stott. So I think it, it may be the case that they felt like they were set on young players who they could develop and where the roster needed shaping up was on the veteran side of things. Um, they also, in in the draft this year, they did not have a first-round pick. They had two second-round picks, and they used both of them on defensemen. Um, also, both of those defensemen are uh, Canadian guys coming from Junior A, so not sort of uh, transition, not experiments. Not playing kind of, indoor. Playing right? indoor, yeah. yeah. Playing indoor Junior A. Matthew Sykes and uh, Devin Maya. Um, both of them are defensive players that you know you would expect to. They they sort of they went vet, they went for veterans on the offensive end and they went for youth on the defensive end with you know using back to back picks there. And f- from what I've read, both of them seem to be like big physical guys. I mean, l- watching the team last year, did you feel like that was like a big thing that was lacking, like the that they needed to beef up the defense? The defense I mean, I not really. I mean, I think Merrill really was the, the the star of the defensive unit. He was coming back, luckily. Yes, because there was some question given his age and and whatnot. But. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I I didn't I didn't, I never got the sense that they 
really needed to improve there. They they went and picked up uh, Dan Dawson's brother, Paul Dawson, midseason, and he never really made much of an impact. So it seemed like they maybe thought that they had some room to improve there, and I don't know it's, that they got a seemed, lot out of that like trade. As I recall, like after Stotts got injured, it seemed like the problems and the bad losses were, were offensive-based. Like I remember yeah. that... Remember the Georgia Swarm game that yeah. they had, where just yeah. the offense got completely shut down without without stops. And it seems like their their focus was to bring in, you know, exciting offensive players to counteract that. Yeah, and and Dawson and, and Dawson shouldered a lot of the load last year. But when he went against the really good teams, the Georgia Swarm caliber teams, they pretty effectively shut him down. Yeah, they did. And and he, you know, he he, he certainly has a different body type but like he's he's kind of reminded me of like late career Iverson where like he really is ball dominant when you know so he was he was certainly putting up a lot of points but it sort of all happened outside of the context of an offensive system you know there was a lot of like late in the shot clock give it to Dawson improvise improvise iso see what see what you can happen and I think that was when especially post stats injury you saw a lot of bad offensive games where there's just no cohesion. It was the feast ball or famine, really, fast. right? Because Dawson would have a big game where he scored three or four. You know, he'd put up like six points, seven right. points. And, but, yeah, you're right. It'd be like weird spin move in front that he, he somehow gets the ball in or, you know. Yeah, exactly. I remember, you know, when we watched that Swarm game, you were like, these guys look like they're playing a different game yeah. offensively than we were playing at that time. And But there were times when everyone was healthy earlier that the offense – Look moved good. the ball balanced and, 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 yeah yeah and I, I i think from the guys that they're bringing back and bringing berg in we might be able to see that again yeah with so much turnover i mean do you think we'll see a bunch of like a, an adjustment period with, with getting used to somebody like berg maybe i don't I, I get the sense that it's kind of just the way of things in this league yeah. that there's just a, there's just so much player movement that i mean you like these guys all like they play with each other in summer leagues, they play with each other in these world indoor leagues. They seem to, and there's a lot of movement within the NLL. I think they, I think these guys are are used to playing, playing with different guys pretty often. Do you worry at all that Westberg has been out for a year, hasn't played a competitive game in a year? I, I don't, I don't think he's did playing you, in the world indoor. Yeah, I don't think he is either. Do you know? Did, did he play in uh, any of the summer leagues? I don't know. No, he's yeah. American though, right? I mean, so he's, oh, is he? I think he's from Colorado. Okay, interesting. Uh, no, I don't. I don't he's know. like a University of Denver oh, star. Do, yeah. yeah, University of Denver did recruit a lot in Canada during when they when they like won their national championship. So, well, he's uh, twenty six. So, yeah. From what I can tell on his Instagram, he just does glaringly dangerous things with uh, like putting a bottle on someone's head and then firing a lacrosse ball at full speed at the head. And, that's good yeah. content. It's very incredible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm into uh, that. <laughs> well, I'm glad we've got that on the record. If anything goes wrong, we we saw the potential danger here early. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things. Do you have any more roster stuff we should talk about? Or I'm going to miss Dan Dawson. I'm yeah. a little sad. I mean, he's a firefighter. It was a cool story. Yeah. Cool guy. Very friendly. Yeah. You're he was right, good weird in those body type, yeah. easy to spot on the field for sure. He was good in those interstitial videos that they that they did. Yeah, during you know, during the game, he was like a star of those. Along with Frank the Tank, is also very good in those. Who's luckily coming back? Yeah, he's back. Yeah, goalie's back. Coaches are back. Did they find a, a backup goalie? Isn't that a kind of a thing? Not, was, not like, really. Yeah, all the uh, yeah all the there was the, a draft like, thing. Yeah, those draft. That, that's another one we lost. We lost. I mean, I couldn't name who the backup goalie is, but he got taken in the expansion, expansion draft. draft. Right. 
Yeah, so I don't I don't know exactly who their backup goalie is, but hopefully we don't have to find out. <laughs> yeah, Frank the Tank was the man. Yeah, right? he was. Yeah. <laughs> well, a couple things happened in the NLL. There's a there's realignment with the divisions. Do you think that'll affect anything? <laughs> Our division's like the, exactly the same, right? Right. Yeah. Except the the how you make the playoffs changed. Mm-hmm. It's what is it? Is it? Like the first three get in, and then or something, right? Ah, now I forget. How? Yeah. All right. There was like at large wild cards, maybe. Regardless, of what, are there what more is, playoff games now? I remember looking at it and thinking, like, how does this affect us? And I couldn't game out the scenario of how it would change our calculation. So I just said, I guess I don't need to worry about this. How did it work last year? I can't say I remember. It was either. across the divisions, right? And yeah. there was like a certain number of, I don't know how many teams, four teams, I think, from each side. That sounds right. No, I think there were three rounds. There's three rounds in the playoffs. So it's got to be more than that. I, I think like all, like half, half the teams made it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe. Or a little more than half. Eight teams made it and there was a bye? Sounds right. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But I mean, the, the, so the re- realignments because there are two new teams this season, and they're both East Coast, teams. both East Coast, yeah. So we do play Halifax, one mm-hmm. of the new teams. I don't think we play the Long Island team. Oh, we do. We play at Long Island, I think. So, okay. so Long we will trip. get a little taste, a little taste of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Well, so we uh, we have been discussing if uh, any of our loyal Seal City SD listeners are interested. We've been discussing a potential Seal City SD road trip where we would uh, pick a date on the calendar, see if we could all plan to go, uh, do some things while we're there, <laughs> in addition to going to the game. Um, we wanted to go to a, Can- a Canadian uh, city. Seemed, you know, if we're gonna, gonna go. Seems fun. Seems, seems like, like we're gonna go on the road, it would be better to, to go to the place that is the, the cradle of this sport, rather than go to Denver or well, something it, like that. I mean, Denver would be cool too. It's on. I think Denver's on the short list as well. But it's way closer. Yeah, easier, cheaper, <laughs> all that. But I, I think it would be cool to see a full arena. Yeah, exactly. And I think other than Vancouver, Vancouver's okay. I think it's kind of like San Diego level attendance. The other Canadian cities like fill the arena, and yeah. Denver fills the arena. Right. I, I think it'd, it'd be interesting to see what that atmosphere is like. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Saskatoon was uh, our. That was my number one choice, number but the, choice. the timing is very poor. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. A lot of the Canadian dates are very poor. Yeah. Like, I already did research on, like, the cost of and stuff on, on how to go there. And for me, at least, only the Halifax game really date-wise works. Mm-hmm. But then you're looking at an eight-and-a-half-hour yeah. travel day to get there. Yeah. And so it's, it's a little tough. Yeah, you give up a lot there. Um, we should also say the SEALs schedule release had a couple surprises on it. Two TBD days listed, um, a- along with the expected what seven home games. Is it seven or ten? I don't know. I bought a season. I th- I think I get yeah. eleven tickets with the thing, and okay. one of them is a playoff ticket. Yeah, and then and so right, which you get you could just get your money right. back if they don't make it. Um, but I mean, they're gonna mean, they're gonna make yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, there's so there's two TBD days, and then there's been no announcement from the team what those two. Two TV days are, but the uh, the discipline of the NLL media is not quite to the standards <laughs> of like the NFL or NBA in the draft telecast. Yeah, they are not controlling the message. Not controlling well. the message quite the way Goodell does. Uh, the draft telecast lets slip 
that there were rumors of an outdoor game in Las Vegas. What was what the draft was the draft discussed? That that one. Of those uh, I think Lax Sportsnet also reported on the outdoor game in general. So I don't know if that's the other TBD date or if that was referring to Las Vegas. But okay, so, so there's a, there's t- we what we what we know is there's two dates where there's not listed where the game mm-hmm. will be played, and we have there are two rumors that may or not be the two separate rumors. They may be the same. Yeah, that there's a Vegas discussion and a outdoor discussion so we could have a seal city sd caravan to las vegas yeah and just <laughs> very possibly yeah live pod and prim keep it going <laughs> i think i mean i think i would go i'm surprised i, I, go. I mean depending on the date i mean i think i will be in las vegas for that yeah, when is I'll vegas when is vegas gonna get a team more importantly <laughs> it's it's it actually point. seems yeah. like a perfect maybe, maybe so i mean easy. that might be what this is all about yeah hey. yeah that's true yeah. Well, in when's fact, hockey season? Over, this, over, this overlaps with hockey season, yeah. right? But there, I mean, a lot of these arenas house could, both. Imagine if they played at the MGM Arena as like their home arena. That would be great. It would be awesome. Yeah. It would be very cool. Yeah. I think also uh, didn't uh, Sask Rush fan, who's a loyal listener and an awesome Twitter follow, yes. uh, and seems pretty pretty in tune with things. Pretty, yeah, pretty dialed in. He said. Uh, Maybe one of those TB Day days will be uh, like a test run for a p- possible expansion New market, market. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, given what we know about Las Vegas, yeah, it would make sense that that would be that would be it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that very that very well may be our Seal City road Away. trip. Yeah, yeah. It might be hard to pull off two road trips yeah. in one season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in any case, reach out. Tell us if you have uh, any thoughts on cities, dates that don't work, or just if you're interested or if you think the idea of going on a road trip for a indoor lacrosse game is absurd tell us yeah. that too yeah what a great crossover with my making a points millionaire podcast <laughs> that's right points and miles available yeah. on itunes and google play uh one we'll interesting have to thing get some tease uh, some some real crossover potential you can give us a few tidbits that yeah we can i'm course. waiting for my nll uh team chase card chase to come. Card. yeah <laughs> that's a good point yeah we need to get on that side get yeah. on it uh one interesting thing is one of the tbd dates is super bowl weekend so uh, there's a 50 percent chance that that las vegas trip could be on super bowl weekend which would be quite incredible wouldn't be the worst right. time to be in las vegas yeah okay <laughs> interesting yeah okay well uh what else do we have on the list here on the on, <laughs> the, on the old list well andy and i can proudly say that we're members of the team now yes, with sure. our yeah. membership package that how's that going purchased. for you guys <laughs> uh well i did it it's yeah so I, far i received nothing in the mail nothing uh, in the mail I have no confirmation other than the charge of my credit card bill yeah yeah that's all i've got too but uh are but there any events internally coming? i'm very proud of myself <laughs> yeah I felt, I felt very good about it yeah i like, felt like an accomplishment uh-huh um yeah it's good it's good. I'm in. Very it. affordable. Uh, I was surprised that to get your foot in the door with a package, you can get in for like ninety nine dollars. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> how many tickets did you get? Two get two tickets. Just one. Just one. Okay, I got two. I'm gonna have. Feel like I'm gonna have a spare ticket. Well, I got. I got into a lot of detail with them about ticket trading, so that okay. when I can't, because I'm not gonna be able to make some of the games. So but it, they trade. make it. It's basically how the Padres were like four years, five years ago. Yeah, yeah, Incredibly yeah. flexible. Can add a seat for my kid or my wife or whatever. So right, steady. right. I can get by with one. Do you have a rep? That you I got a rep. Yeah, yeah I got a, a membership. How's that, rep. how's that relationship going? Are you, you... She seems very nice. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, mine was uh, a guy. Yeah. Oh, who's mine? <laughs> Stephanie Polonia. Cool. Seems Shout nice. Out. Yeah. Yeah. No, mine was good too. She didn't it's have to do any selling. Experience. I I knew what I wanted, and I I just 
I, I chose. A, I, I am Andy adjacent, though. Oh yeah, we we've planned a little bit, so mm-hmm. we can at least have easy meetups. So, what would you like to see, like with? I thought last. This is what I would like to see, actually. Like, I I, I want to see more stuff on away games, like watch parties. Yeah. More of like a. I want I want to feel like I can go see a, a home game and then go somewhere and watch the game in public. Yeah. With the people to kind of continue. Keep it going. Is it? It's mostly going to be on BR Live, right? Like all, same deal. All on yeah, BR. Live, all on I BR think. Live. Yeah. Do we know if um, there should be a standing away game uh, plan? Yeah, I mean, we talked. I think we talked with some of the team people last year about this, and some of the logistics are difficult. Um, one thing they said is it's difficult because a lot of bars don't have BR Live. Right. Like you have to literally bring like a Roku stick and pl- have them plug it into their TV, get it set up on their Wi-Fi. And in some cases, it was just a little too much. But I would like to see them kind of spread it around the county. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've kind of centered their events on this, like, Hilton Garden Inn, in yeah. Yeah. the edge of Little Italy. And it's just not an appealing place for me to go. Right. They have done a lot of events there. I wonder if there's if – like, that's where – I'm sure it's a corporate partnership or something. But yeah. but if the goal, if, if the goal the is to satisfy the corporate stay. partners, then, then good. Do it there. But if yeah. the goal is to get me to go, don't do it there. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, Unleash Woods. Yeah. Ex- and if that means doing some events in going Solana Beach and Encinitas, then fine, all, all the better. Yeah. I mean, could there be a place on, like, 30th Street, just where I could, you know, that could... In <laughs> Nick's backyard. Yeah. Right. Could we, could we do Kairoa. Kairoa. Are we talking about Kairoa? I, I, I tried, and <laughs> they were like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> unreceptive? Yeah, yeah. Did you bring your own stick? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. But okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that there. I mean, there's certainly more they could do with with. They do a, they do really well with like community outreach at like charity events and races and schools. I think they were at the they fair. Were, the they schools. went to like a million elementary yeah, they, schools. Yeah, last year. and that's good, and it pays off. I mean, I think we've talked about it on the podcast, but like me and Nick saw like this school teacher who whose class had come to like three games in a row after they visited the school. Like that's how you build young fans. But mm-hmm. at the same time. That's one prong of the program, but I think there's another prong that they could probably improve on. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with that. I would, and if it, it it doesn't have to be every weekend necessarily, but at least some of the games. Well, they, Saturday games that are like a little bit easier. Like I might not bust out of work early on a Friday to get to a meetup, but on the Saturday evening games that are away, right. I would do that. Fridays are out for me. I'm never yeah. I mean, Fridays are the just worst. the way the county is set up. Like Fridays are terrible to, yeah. to get anywhere. Yeah. Do we know if they're going to be on Fox Five again? Or th- those were only those were only home games, though. So it's yeah, not like, I don't know were, if they've announced that, have they? No, and I think last year when they announced it, it was like it was mid-season, within, right? and it was midseason. It was like within a few weeks of the games. Yeah, so we probably have to just keep our eyes peeled for that. Uh, I will say that Tabitha Lipkin, who was doing like the sideline reporting for that, seems to still be pretty dialed into what's going on with the seals. Yeah, I've seen her very active on social media with the seal stuff. So if that's a relationship that they've maintained, that might be an indication of that. Why haven't we maintained a relationship with seals commentator Tabitha Lipkin? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, at some point. Yeah, yeah, she's covered a lot of games. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, what else should we talk about? I don't know. Uh, oh, the arena. The arena. Oh, yeah, arena sorry. talk. Yeah, we well, yeah. like this is what your bread and butter. This I know. Yeah. Like, so the, I mean, there, I mean, there's been a lot, a lot of stuff on the arena hot stove. Can we call this segment the the Pachanga Wars? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, we can. So big, I guess, uh, big stuff's happening next year, right? There's going to be a changeover of who's who's take who's who's in control. 
for the first time in the sports arena's history, basically, wow. the organization that books and operates the venue is changing over. It is now the group associated with the Gulls ownership. They have a different doing business as name, but it's the, it's the Gulls ownership group. Um, and my understanding was at the time that the SEALs were sort of on board with that change. They seemed to, to like the idea. The Gulls ownership group has kind of just sold the idea that they're going to book the, the venue much more often um, mm-hmm. and with higher profile events than uh, the previous group was that was doing it. Um, so uh, one thing I wonder about is like how the two TBD dates are, play with the uh, ownership group's idea to like keep that place filled as much as possible. But um, in any case, I mean, you know, the Nuno ownership group is promising a better user experience, you know, a better consumer experience in the venue. So we'll see if they make good on that promise. But if so, that's... I mean, yeah. as far as SEALs games go, Mm-hmm. There's probably room for improvement. But I, think, I can't imagine it really. I was pretty damn happy. No, no, about I, mean, it. I liked it, but there's a lot of stands that weren't open yes. for the SEALs games that are open for Goals games. I'm sure some of that is driven by attendance, but even like the opening night game where it was like a bona fide sellout almost yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I walk by the uh, the uh, poutine stand. Yeah. I wanted a little poutine. Yeah, and it was closed. The poutine I mean, this is a Canadian league. Poutine stand should, should be, be open. open. Absolutely <laughs> should be open. It's really simple. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I want, I actually, that's one thing to keep an, an eye out. I, I wonder if they opt to close the upper, uh, seating areas. Well, they're selling season tickets. They're selling season, so, so they're not. So that's no. So that's a no. Forget about that. I mean, they don't curtain anything, do they? They don't. Uh, I, I mean, don't the think soccer's curtain the entire upper deck, uh, basically the, the ends, the ends of yeah. the upper deck. Yeah. I don't think the seals curtain anything. They didn't last no. year, no. Yeah. Which it mostly wasn't a problem in the the playoff game, which by circumstances was that was that a Tuesday night? Right. Yeah. It was a Tuesday Monday. night. It was a Monday. Mon- yeah. Monday week, night. It was a weeknight. Weeknight. Yeah. yeah. So, the crowd wasn't great that night, and it looked probably even emptier than it was because it was spread out a little bit. Um, but you know, as you say, on opening night and some of those other Saturday night games, there was a, a healthy crowd. It didn't seem to be a problem. Yeah. Well, like with the with the new person running it or a new group running it would there be a, a reprioritization of like who gets the best dates i mean would the seals be able to move up the line i mean the goals already got the best the goals dates, are the right? best. goals yeah, are going to get the best dates i mean that was one thing i thought was like maybe the seals aren't on board with this because yeah. they're going to be so second seat to to the goals seems like they they were fine with the, the shift though and maybe that's because they recognized that they were already second in line to yeah. the goals so it doesn't really make that big a difference and then the soccer's and strike force I mean, strike force are running strike the track so. <laughs> the strike force are back can you guys believe that i can't i cannot <laughs> can you believe they outlasted the fleet i can't believe they came back for week I, 2 honestly but <laughs> like, <laughs> they did then they Good for them. Can we all go to a game? Is it good for them? Is it good <laughs> uh, for them? No, I don't gonna. think it's good for our community at all. I don't think it's healthy. <laughs> I saw a guy wearing a jersey in OB yesterday because it was football Sunday, and he yeah. was like wearing a Strike Force jersey. Do you think he played? I think he did. Yeah, yeah. he looked like an athlete. I don't know. I, he's big. But did you did you like really want to stop? I really did want to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you don't have to do this. You know. <laughs> You had a good run, man. Don't yeah. worry about it. Your knees are intact now. Football doesn't have to happen. Yeah. You can, we don't have to have it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. The, well, in the uh, the second-tier sport pantheon, we, we do have some new entrants since the Seals last played a game. 
1904. Yeah. Had their kickoff event. I went to that. That was you fun. To, you're, I mean, you're you're. I go to you all, go to I, all, everyone. I go to, go to all, all opening them. all opening nights. <laughs> Are you going to be at the uh, Tony Gwynn uh, game two 1904 FC? The, is not, that what they're well? Isn't that always the second game? The amateurs came out for opening. Right, game, right, the, yeah. The real fans well, that is Saturday. Second. That is Saturday night. So maybe. I mean, there could be literally hundreds of people there. The, yeah, <laughs> there, there were there were thousands. What, what, what they announced like three thousand? Yeah, it felt like that towards the you middle said, of it. It kind of felt like when the seals would announce that they had eighty eight thousand people at the game, and there was <laughs> clearly not eight thousand people. Yeah, know. it was a seals three. I would say <laughs> it was a seals three. No, but they. I mean, they did. It did fill out like one side of it. It felt like like a CIF ch- like championship game or something like that. You know, is that is that good? That no, it's on I mean, par with our good. local high well, school only, sports. Okay, or? so they only had they only had one gate open, I think, or like two gates, and then they had a couple concession stands. So it was a real stripped down operation. It was fun. It was like really comfortable, real easy. Everybody basically sat wherever they wanted. And how was the uh, tailgating scene? It was fun. There was a lot of uh, there was taco carts, and there was a lot of people grilling, and they had like a little mini soccer demonstration for kids to play like street soccer. It was, it was cool. You know what? I'm going to add that. I think the seal should have a little more activity in the parking lot. That's a good yes, idea. That's a good idea. I tried to set up tailgates. We, I had, I think one real tailgate and, yeah. and our beloved listeners all came out to it, but yeah. I think it would be, it, I mean, they got the space, right? I mean, yes, they do have the space. There's a ample parking space. Area I, I, I think there. either a, a, an organized thing at like a nearby, you know, Bay city brewing or something nearby or yeah. something in the parking lot would be, a big addition to the the feeling of community around the team. Yeah, for sure. And if you do if you do it in the parking lot, bring out some fiddlesticks, let the kids play around, you know, throw balls at the seal. What's yeah. the seal's name? Uh, salty. salty. Salty, yeah. Chuck balls at Salty. P- yeah. Pin the pill on Salty or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean that's the thing. That's what I I guess I wonder. And they do spend a lot of money in these areas, but like I, I just wonder because they have so much money, why can't they just throw money at that stuff? Like make it a carnival in the in the parking lot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, Throw a bounce. I mean, bounce houses are like, you can buy one for like 500 bucks. Just stick dude, a bounce we house We are living there. in like a golden era of bounce houses. When we were kids, like you saw a bounce <laughs> a house pretty rarely. It was yeah. a big deal. You got like now, I haven't been to a kid's party in years that didn't have a bounce house. Because it's only like 120 bucks. It's and they really just set it up. They yeah. set it up for you. They get rid of it. It's crazy. So yeah, let's get some bounce houses. My wife got invited to a party for a 45-year-old, and he got a bounce house just for the kids. Not, not just to keep him busy. Yeah, that's his smart. Bird. Yeah, smart. Yeah, it's like yeah. a cooler at this point. You have <laughs> yeah. a cooler, a beer, and a bounce house all the time. Uh, I, well, here, here's one thing to look forward to. Are they going to – the the like in-game elements, are they going to trim that a little bit? Are we going to have – you see the size of the, the new SEALs dance team? They've expanded sti- the dance team. Well, I would have bet anything <laughs> that that dance team was going to – gonna get trimmed by you know 20 percent i mean but do they have like it's a, bigger 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 more is, is there like relegation like the a team and is there get, anyone who dances know. in san diego county that isn't on that team it's a good question <laughs> i mean the the team picture that they took of the seals sirens is is clearly using the new iphone 11 wide angle lens <laughs> to capture all of them how them. many are you 60 60 women <laughs> it's like 30 35 40 35 40 that's miles. more than the roster right the team, yeah that is a how lot. many charger girls were there like 20, 20 maybe something, yeah. yeah so that half of them could sit down yeah <laughs> at any given time so i mean that is expanded i, I can't speak for the low riders yeah so what, was, what do we think of the low riders i kind of like it i think it's a uh i think it's i was always a little confused on how this was San Diegan in nature, 
but well, South Bay South Bay has a, a, a well established lowrider culture. Do, does it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Where is that down South County? <laughs> yes, I know it's it is it is south of Encinitas. Uh, no, if you got a like you know Barrio Logan National City Chula Vista, there's a lowrider lowriders are a thing. There's is that the market you market a lacrosse team to? Is that well, I think it's a I think it's commendable to to not concede to that out, market yeah. to to try to expand the sport into that, which is part of what I liked about it. Well, if they set the bar, and at the le- uh, well, if they set it, the bar that high, would there will there be children who are like? Why isn't why aren't there pyrotechnics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where, where, the, where the, the bouncing lowriders? I, I was promised we're lowriders, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a, it is a spectacle. Like kids like spectacles. It exactly. doesn't matter what the spectacle is, but they like the spectacle. Uh, and I know my daughter, she doesn't dance or do cheer or anything, but like she likes seeing the girls dance and then and then stand behind you and shake their pom poms. Like, right. aren't there junior sirens too? Uh, there was a junior siren thing. Okay, good. All right, so there's a lot of <laughs> lot there too, yeah. And then there's the um, the silk, the the like trapeze yeah, artist, yeah, uh, the silk gymnast yeah. thing at halftime. So there's that as well. I don't know. Do you, do we think any one of these elements will be eliminated in year two? I think if anything, they get bigger, bigger, more. I mean, a, a lot of these lacrosse teams like it's kind of seasonal the work the yeah. jobs yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and it ebbs and flows. But I do know they kept Mike Grace on for the entire time. The head of uh, of in-game entertainment so my guess is he's been working on this stuff non-stop right to improve and so, so there might be an entirely new element for year two that we have any we, i hope so i, we, I mean we get to learn about i'd like to see some of the same and that yeah some new elements brought in a big controversy was the music i mean do you think they scale that back or like playing they, the music yeah the, but that was the I, best part i, think I thought that was fine but i yeah. think that's a league thing okay um, cause I, 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 well, I, was, I mean, Govett told us, I think that it's weird to not have the music because yeah. you're running on turf, that makes sense, you yeah. don't have cleats. Like it's totally silent. There's no, there's no whack of a bat like baseball. Right. Well, we, we flirted with it for a while, but I do think they should have like certain genres of music for each quarter. So like, you know, we have the third quarter ska core. Yeah. Of course. You know, I mean that, which, I mean, that's great. It keeps you there after, after the beer the beer special dies. You mm-hmm. get to cool down with some ska, but like maybe they could do that with like a like a hip hop first quarter, fourth class. fourth quarter. If we're losing, it's just Tom Waits only. <laughs> oh, this is incredible. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. The jam band quarter. We could just talk to Andy about. It. You guys want to do a jam band game? <laughs> I am your guy. I will help you set it up. You guys want to book some some halftime entertainment? I'll help you with that too. That's a standing offer. Grace, if you hear it, you're out there. Jam band episode. <laughs> Let's do it. Or could they do more inter- yeah, they could do like more interactive interactive stuff like he kind of started doing that, right? I mean, I think they're pretty... Interactive, like, like where you bring a guy out to make a goal from the half line. Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah. they, they did do that, right? Very fast, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were doing they were doing like long toss, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Thanks. I think they I mean, those things I think they we talked about last year. That was like a Pretty a level entertainment for 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 a, a yeah. team of this size, right? For a second tier sport, I think they were leading the pack in in what they were providing. Yeah, it was a lot, though. I have to say, I think they could. <laughs> I could think they could they could do some editing. They could make a decision around some of that stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, just shake it up, a little shake variety. Yeah, shake it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do think that they have an emphasis on improving attendance. Everything that I've heard, yeah. They, they would really like to improve attendance at the games. I, I don't know if that means that they didn't meet expectations in year one or that we met them and there's always room for growth. But I think 
I think they're going to try to find new ways. I, I don't think they can go in and just do the same. I think they're trying new things. Well, they're mm-hmm. not, hopefully, I mean, they're not going to have a labor dispute going into it. Right, so. time will <laughs> be better. No labor dispute. They've done it like youth camps over the off season, and and that seems like it's a good way to bring in a lot of new mm-hmm. new people. So. Yeah. Have, so the first game is December sixteenth, right? Against Buff uh, home game or, or home game is uh, yeah against Buffalo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they going to do? I wonder. I mean, they did last year. They did like a scrimmage where they kind of. It was like the last scrimmage before they whittled down the roster. That was right. a really good event. I, I went to that. That was fun. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that yeah. again. Yeah. Free, right? It was free. It was free. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and I, I remember at the time, like I couldn't have cared less about the action on the field. I wanted to hear how Woods was because I think that's what we, <laughs> we on Twitter were all just focused on how Woods was. Well, because well, well, I mean, he didn't know lacrosse, right? But now he's got a year in, like. Woods, he's the biggest knows. advocate for lacrosse he, yeah, in town now. Yeah, I know. Well, you that was back when you were asking the question, do these games matter? Yeah. Well, I think we answered it. Well, <laughs> did we ever? We just, yeah, we did a, a pretty in-depth acquisitions and losses <laughs> segment. And, and look, it's been a, a pretty terrible, another terrible year of sports in San Diego. And honestly, the Seals, uh, they might be the glimmering high point in the last I, calendar year of San Diego sports. I really miss being inside of Pacheca. I'll tell you right now. I just like, <laughs> I, I love the, I love all of it. I just like being there. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. That is like the one thing we are, we couldn't be more out of step with the team on is like, they're convinced that they need a new arena. And I'm like, change nothing. <laughs> I'll go to that every Saturday through the winter for the next 15 years. Yeah, just a, a, an old-fashioned, massive parking lot. Yes, exactly. Uh, no underground garages. like No boxes. It's like you, you're looking, you're just like, do you want to go over there? Okay, just walk over there. It's like the least complicated architectural yeah. wonder. Well, I mean, I you know, it. we talked about this last year a lot, but like, you know, the MLB's MLB's off season is so jarring now where you're just constantly looking at these vague rumors and stuff. And like, I remember going to these games on a Friday night and it was just like, I'm, I'm not going to care about whether or not we're going to sign Noah Syndergaard or trade for Noah Syndergaard or something like that. Like I'm just, I'm in seals world right now. I'm not, I'm not worried about Padres, you know, anxiety Twitter about who they're going to sign or not sign or Manny, you know, like it's just, that was a real relief for me, honestly. <laughs> this is like, a, it might be out of touch of me, but uh, like downtown is fine, uh, I think. Like Petco Park is fine. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like the feeling that Pechanga Arena is a destination and that there is nothing else there. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's like a couple little breweries nearby that you can uh, go off-site to. Off-site, though. They're, they're and, off-site, and like, right, exactly. It's, I go there to go to the game. I, I don't need to go there to bar crawl and then find dinner reservations. And then, you know, I I get the, the, I get the appeal of an entertainment district, but I also, I don't know if it's nostalgia or being a sports lover, but like, I like that I go to a seals game for a seals game. There's, there may be a tailgate involved with the seals game, but Mm -hmm. I'm there for the game. And then I'm out of there after the game. Like it's, it's refreshing. On that same note, this is not related to the seals, but, there's been a lot of dunking on the Raiders this year because they still have a baseball diamond on their football field in this part of the season. And like to me, the time I grew up watching football, like there is nothing that says September NFL football quite like yeah. a like a highlight package that includes a guy running through a baseball field for no good damn reason. Yeah. And like that is kind of exactly how I feel about the arena in a giant parking lot model of going to see sports. Yeah. Like that takes me back to 1993 
Yeah. Well, I mean, like, let's say they'd built the arena in Seaport Village. Like, that had been the, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. that won. Uh, it's not the same feeling, I think. No. To, to, to go to Cheesecake Factory at the whatever that development is and then walk over to the arena. Like, it's yeah. it's not saying it's a bad or yeah. a bad experience. It's just not what I want. Yeah. So. It's also, I mean, it's easy. Going to a SEALs game is, like, not a, it, it's not a logistical chore. You just go over there. Drive right. over there. You're at the game. It's great. I mean, what can you get downtown that you can't get off the Applebee's, you know, appetizer menu? Honestly, chilies. Come on, Chil- chilies. is it chilies? Come on, chilies. <laughs> Which is Which considerably think, better than yeah. Applebee's. Let's I think we real. should actually do our chilies pregame at some point. I, we yeah, definitely not should. A with that. Uh, they, they have good tortilla chips at chilies. <laughs> chilies is it's fine. It's yeah. It is. It's not cool to say that, but the no, food is fine. Chilies is fine. Applebee's isn't fine. TGI Ruby Fridays Tuesdays, isn't fine. Ruby Tuesdays isn't fine. fine. But chilies is yeah. fine. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a good good place to wrap up, right? Chili's. Pro Chili's, Chili's yeah. podcast. We're pro Chili's on this podcast. Not an ad. Not yeah. an ad. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, we'll come back, you know, before the season, maybe a few times. And, uh, At least one more before the, before the yeah. season kickoff. Yeah, and uh, try to get down to a game. It's it's a blast. It's cheap. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. cheap. We'll be down there. Yeah. I, you know, one last thing on the tickets. I, I, did the math, I did the math on it. Like, it's not just that the tickets themselves are cheaper, but – I bought a ticket for every game I went to last year, but I bought them like single game wise. It would be like a thirty dollar ticket, and there'd be like thirteen dollars in fees on it. Yes, and if you if you buy the season ticket package, like there's no there's no fees. It's like great. that that alone saved me like hundreds of dollars over the course of the season. So hmm. yeah, and now you're locked in. You just know that you have a ticket to every game, unless yeah. you have some, unless you're out of town, you'll be going to the game. It's great. Yeah, it's good to know. Cool. Well, we'll see you next time. Seal City SD. Go Seals. We must protect this field. We must protect this field. We must protect this field. Play our hearts up. This is our house with a San Diego Seal.